Scream, Jericho! Claire, keep your eyes on the sketch angel! Welcome to Two Guys, a Girl, and the podcast. We're talking about Doctor Who. We're actually going to be talking about a an episode called Village of the Angels. I am Ken. Jeff. Julia. Before we get into this episode of Doctor Who, which is the, what, fourth of the season? Yes. And that's good news, because we're getting close to the end. Yay. Um... <laughs> Doctor Who news, I don't know what much is going on. I know the ratings continue to fall in this show. Um, last week's episode didn't do that well, and we're just uh, spiraling down out of control. Yeah, it's, and, uh, it's, it's unfortunate. Yeah, and... and it, we talked about this last week, and we'll talk a little bit about this week. Um, it doesn't really matter if the episode's really good or not. Um, it's unfortunate because I think standalone episodes tend to do better ratings. When you have a continuing story, you're going to lose more people because people don't have the patience. And like you, Jeff, has said before, other people, you know, they're going to wait until the end and then watch it all at once. But it just doesn't help. You know, and the fact that a couple of these episodes have been very confusing doesn't help mm. either. So there's nothing that they're doing that really helps the situation. But and, we'll talk about that when we talk about the episode. And yeah, you're you're right about waiting to watch it because I talked to a lot of people out when I went to Long Island Who this past weekend. They said they're waiting to get the Blu-ray and watch it in one shot. And so I found that, the ratings for this one; it was three point four five. Okay. Million viewers, and the last. Last week's episode didn't have that many tag-alongs during the week for the iPlayer or whatever, you know, to catch up. Yeah. So people uh, might have just <laughs> given up. Yeah, and, um, you, you know, it doesn't help the situation. You know, the people who say they're going to wait until the Blu-ray, that's fine. They're supporting Doctor Who by purchasing a Blu-ray, but they're, I mean... It's you not know, helping the, the the ratings. In well, I mean, no one's helping the ratings. You have to have a Nielsen box to do that, you know. And, and and if if somebody has a Nielsen box, or I don't know how they do it in England, um, if they have the same process or whatever. But if the, the you know, it's the hundred of hundred or so people that are not watching Doctor Who and their Nielsens that's causing it. And generally speaking, if you're a fan of the show and you have a Nielsen box or something, you're going to watch it, even if you don't necessarily like it because you support Doctor Who or whatever. I think I would, maybe. But since we don't have that, we don't have the say in the matter, we can't do anything about the ratings, you know. So, mm. But anyhow, that goes into another topic entirely. Um, so... Uh, in terms of Doctor Who news, I don't think there's much else going on. Um, no. I, on a personal level, I've got my Evil of the Daleks DVD in the mail. Yay. came really quick from England. Sometimes it takes forever, but it, it came really... No, actually, it wasn't from England. It was from, um, you know, I bought the American... Yeah, okay, so... Um, my Galaxy 4 one came in. Yeah. And that came quick because that was just released last week. Yeah. 
Well, that's what happened to Evil. It was, I think Evil was just re released in America last week and it came, but that's just Amazon for you coming really quick. So I'll get a chance to tackle that at some point. Um, has anyone else been watching or seeing things? Jeff, you mentioned the Ally Who convention. Oh, that was great. Uh, yeah. Fraser Hines was there. Uh -huh. And even though I've seen him thousand, I mean, he's there every every year that they do it. And you know, this, his stories are just, especially when he talks about pantomime, it, and it, it's just like it, this stuff is funny. It's always funny, and he makes it very enjoyable. And it, the hour just blows by. And uh, Michael Jason, who played the Valyard, that was an interesting panel. I I don't I know you and I we saw him in Baltimore, but I don't yeah. remember. <laughs> If we saw his panel or not, because I did, but I saw, I saw him, and that was interesting. He had, he actually played. I didn't know this. He played James Bond in for the radio, or you only lived twice, and he was also up for the role of James Bond, but Roger Moore decided to come back. Hmm. So that was one tidbit uh, that I didn't know. And he was in an and, episode of UFO. Um, well, w when we saw him in Baltimore, that's, that's the one where I had, I, I took out my Doctor Who book, Celebration book, and I opened it up and I found a spot on, to have him the autograph and I looked down and I saw that I already had his autograph. <laughs> I don't know when I saw him, I have no memory of that. It must have been a Visions or something years ago, but I'm like, shoot, <laughs> glad I didn't embarrass myself and pay money to have him sign it twice, you know, but. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I know we saw him in Baltimore. But I just don't remember if we did his panel or not. Because I know he was there. Yeah, I don't recall. He he played um. He played the Valyard in um Doctor Probably, Who. Yeah. Trial of Time Lord season a whole season he was in. Um. So. Which brings us to the watching. I actually watched the, the Blu-ray set, and it has episodes 1 through 14 extended versions. Mm -hmm. And it was, was fine. I mean, it is what it is. But there was a lot more courtroom scenes with him in it. And his range as an actor is, like, really, you know, perfect for that role. The way he just attacks, attacks, attacks. And mm -hmm. it is the more of the court scenes kind of made a little bit more sense and they added some stuff in there. I'm like, oh, okay, they should have kept this in there. And why didn't, you know, especially the last two episodes, I was like, they should have kept that because that explains this better. But yeah. so, and I also listened to a big finish, the fifth, a fifth doctor box at the last resort and other stories. It wasn't bad. It was about kind of like ghosts, ghost stories was like the theme, except for one. It wasn't bad. It was, not the best Fifth Doctor box, especially the, the Last Resort, but the other two stories, The Pearls of Nellie, Bly, and Nightmare of the Daleks, those were those were pretty good. So they were it was enjoyable listen. So and that's it for me. <laughs> Anything from you, Julia? Or? No, you know, me, murder mysteries. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I do. Mm -hmm. I watch murder mysteries and I knit. It's relaxing. My mother doesn't understand it, but I find it very relaxing. Yeah. 
I watched the TV series I've been putting off for a little while called Midnight Mass. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're watching a show like Midnight Mass and then you watch Doctor Who or just about anything else that's on regular TV now, like on CW, it's such a contrast because you're watching such good writing with Midnight Mass and then you watch something like <laughs> Flash or Doctor Who or whatever. And it's just like night and day. It's mm-hmm. just such a... Midnight Mass is um, on Netflix. It's um, the same people that did like the Haunting of Hill House, and uh, it's amazing. There is a ton of talking, <laughs> a lot of scenes, and I, the actors are are amazing in this because these scenes go on for five, ten minutes, one take talking mm-hmm. back and forth, and I can see that some people are going to get bored to death of that. But it's just um, the writing is really, really good. They they discuss life, they discuss death. They, there's you know different characters are talking and it's very religious. There's a lot of religious things about it, and and um, it's um. You is know, it a horror show or what? Is it, it? it does turn to horror, <laughs> yeah. But it takes a while to get there. You're like, wait a minute now. There's miracle uh, miracles happening on this island. People are being cured and stuff. And then you you go, wait a minute, something's up here. And then aha, you know, mm-hmm. there's an angel. But is it really an angel? You know, but, mm. but I did I did try I did try to watch the series that stars one of the people from one of our most favorite new who episodes um of course now i can't remember what it's called but it's the it's elton you know with his absorbable oh, yeah, yeah. girlfriend yep <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's in a a murder mystery called vandervalk which is available on pbs but probably also elsewhere um he's better show's not great though I mean, like, I watched one episode and it took me, like, two hours because I kept getting up to do, like, exciting things like wash the dishes. Mm-hmm. So, um, it took me a minute to realize who he was. I kept going, I know that guy. Where do I know that guy from? I kind of tried to bl- uh, block anything of that episode off my mind, so I have no clue. <laughs> well, I mean, it, you know, Mark Warren is his name. He was in a series called Safe that's on netflix it's a harlan coben mystery uh that stars uh dexter the dude who plays dexter yeah uh i don't remember him being in that even though he was in eight episodes of it uh he must have been a cop he was in an episode of doctor who in 1989 he was in battlefield he was an extra was he really yeah, that's what it says here on IMD. Uh, I didn't know that. Just like Sherlock Holmes was an extra in Kinda. Yeah. Anyways, not very important. No. Oh, if, Julia, if you plan to go or your kids plan to go see Ghostbusters, there's two scenes in the credits. Oh, okay. I don't know that we will, but thanks for the heads up. I haven't was, seen the first remake. No, don't watch the first remake. Oh, oh, the okay. one where the, the women are, are supposed to be cons- horribly bad. But this yeah. one was, I enjoyed it. It was really good. Mm. It was an, I did see a trailer for it that looked good. It was a nod to the first movie, and it was, it was good. I liked it. I like how they did it. Okay. 
Okay, and then um, yeah, so I think that's that's it uh, for time. Let's uh, move on to this Village of the Angels, written by Chris Chibnall, which I guess he's going to write every episode from now on until he's out. And he co-written with um, somebody else, Maxine Alderton. And what do you guys think? What oh, you guys think of the, what'd you guys think of this episode? I liked it a lot. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did too. Maybe because he had someone co-write it. We know. I know what part he wrote. He wrote the vendor and his wife. Uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, crap. Bell. Bell. Yes. He wrote. Obviously, that was him. Why? Because that's the arc. Because I. I have. A th- I have actually. <laughs> This is a theory that I'm probably going to get slammed for. I, I was thinking about this, and I also saw it uh, discussed elsewhere, too, and at the convention. That, And I think is when we get to five and six, it's going to maybe piss a lot of people off. But I think Vinder and Bell are the doctor, is the doctor's parents, and Bell has, is pregnant with the doctor, and the, the kid is the doctor. That's a... Yeah, that's the theory. That I'm, uh, no, because it kind of fits because it's all going towards that timeless child type thing, and it's like a paradox, and that's why the flux started or something like that. And that's, I just have that horrible feeling that, a episode six, it's going to be the Bell's going to give birth to the doctor, and she's going to leave him at that uh, timeless child thing because the doctor was abandoned, right? Or yeah. supposedly, and yeah, that's kind of how I see it going, and I think that's going to really piss a lot of people off well why because the, the reason i say why okay, because they're already is, pissed off at the timeless child no, yeah the or? timeless child already did that you, you know it, the fact that we start off with a child that's abandoned the idea that we now find out that that child was born out of two parents isn't that big of a deal compared to what we just saw with the, the timeless ch- child so that's not going to make it any – I don't think it's going to make it horribly worse, but it's already bad. It just adds to it. It doesn't yeah. subtract from it. It doesn't say – like there's been a rumor going around that they may try to recon the whole thing with the multiple doctors and the whole timeless child, but it doesn't appear that re- that's – Do you mean re- re- rect- rect- rectcon. Rect- rectcon? Yeah, that's what I meant. Okay. I'm just waiting for or Russell to just come. recon it, you know. And see I'm just waiting for Russ. If that happens, Russell to come with his big red button that says reset and just go poop. Yeah, well, <laughs> so that doesn't. And and if that happens, then that probably is for the best. But that's not necessarily the best way to do it. But maybe in this case, it's just good to just reset and start over. But um, anyhow, uh, <laughs> that's a good theory. I I was wondering about the what people thought. Of, the, of this show so far this season at the convention it was mixed you had some that you know that you're i loved it i love it i love it and you got your some that were like well i want to see what happens before i make a judgment of the, the whole story and you have people just don't like it it's just like a mixed bag and mm-hmm. you're just like okay and i'm there saying well you know i haven't mind flux i mean i liked before you know it's two out of the four episodes i mean and there's still two more going so it hasn't been that bad and but a lot of people are just like, oh, I'll wait till I get the whole Blu-ray. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they know it's a six-part story, so they said, I will rather watch it all at once. Because people are saying, well, I heard that a couple episodes were confusing. And it would be easier just to watch it 
in one yep. shot. So, well, this episode was definitely more like the Santaran one. Yes. Yep. Not confusing as much. A single story, kind of. There's a lot of connections with everything, but still, kind of a standalone for the most part. Well, I mean, you'd need to know what had been going on. Yeah. I think to follow it, because otherwise it would have been pretty confusing. But I but cons consistent, not, not yeah. like all over the place. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it was a good consistent story. It was like boom, 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 boom. It a beginning, a middle, and an end. It wasn't jumping. Yeah. And the angels were actually scary again. They were. Oh my yeah. God! This this episode was was like you know when they talk about behind the sofa, this is a behind yeah. the sofa type. It was like I was sitting there going, "Oh my God!" But the thing was, I had to watch it on BBC America, and I'm sitting there and I was on commercial for like Glade or something. I'm like, "Get the remote! Get the remote!" And I, I oh, I was like, "I'm like, who decides to put the commercials in for BBC America?" Because they put them like you're watching it. I was on commercial. I'm like, "Wait a minute! The scene's still going on, and you to commercial." I was just like, "I wish I was watching it the way you two were were able to watch it." But it was like, ah, oh, it was frustrating. Yeah, I would have to say the angels are, are, are pretty good in this. Um, there's a lot of them. I just remembered the ending. Um, but b before we get to the ending, um, yeah, I, I think they were handled fairly well. Um, I'm kind of bored of them a little bit because we've, you know, the first time we see them, it was such a, a unique idea that it was so like, wow. Now it's like, okay, wait a minute now. If both of them are looking at the angel and only one of them blinks, it won't move because the other one's looking at him. But there's points in time where it seems to be moving. And are you telling me? And I know the lights go out and off, and that, that means it moves. I mean, it, it's there's so much of that being thrown at us that it was kind of hard to. And then, well, you know, they have to go by him. Can't they turn around and watch while the other ones walk by? And, and there's a lot of, like... Um, a lot of things going on, and you're kind of like, whatever. But I like when they were coming out of the wall. Oh, that was arms awesome. started coming out of the wall. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was scary. The art drawing comes, you know, I don't know how it gets back together again, but that starts to. Yeah, that was the only thing I was kind of like, yeah. Why didn't she put it in the fireplace? Why didn't she just burn it to begin with? <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I wrote that down. <laughs> that was one thing that bothered me. I really liked the character of Jericho, Doctor Jericho. Mm -hmm. I thought yep. he was. I thought he, for somebody who really didn't have a whole lot of screen time, I thought he was a really well developed character. Like you really got a feel for who he was and what he was trying to do, and um, and I thought he was really good. Yep. And the whole the whole business with the the village disappearing and that little girl going back and then meeting herself as an old woman. And it was like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was a, a, you know, I think it was a little more confusing than the Centauran one because there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, I, again, I thought Dan maybe edged out Yaz a little bit in terms of, of quality time on camera. I didn't think Yaz really, you know, she had a couple of lines of dialogue, and she was just sitting there watching the rest of it. And but that's what she's least... done for the last two years, seasons well, too. Yeah, well. yeah, 
And Dan, at least Dan goes, what's going on? What's this? What's the, you know, he's, he's still acting the, the confused part, you know, which he does really well. Yeah, because his part is supposed to be the ask the questions that the viewer, so the viewer can find out that's his, you know, role as the companion. Like, that's what the companion is supposed to do. It's like, well, what's this? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. That way the doctor, like, the ex explanations start happening. And so, yeah, Dan's, what's his name? Uh, John Bishop. Is actually doing a good job as Dan, I think. Mm -hmm. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, the guy who plays Professor Jericho, he was in Doctor Who before. He was in the Twin Dilemma. He played Hugo Lang. Oh, okay. And he's also in Pirates of the Caribbean. He's the uh, sidekick, uh, second mate type to uh, oh. and the pirates. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, we we circle back to the idea that someone could get turned into an angel, um, hearkening back to um, when Amy potentially could turn into an angel. We have Claire, who is um, getting sand in her eyes, and that kind of um, escalates toward the end a little bit. <laughs> that was even, that was kind of, that the angel was hiding out in her. Yeah. That was kind of like... And the angels were hunting, and we find out about what that what the, is the division. Yeah, yeah, that the the angels work for the division. Yeah, or hired by the division. Or you get a feeling that the division are time lords or something. Well, that's a theory that I've seen in other places. That maybe hmm. maybe the time lords actually maybe a couple of them are angels because the end of time i think it was there's two time lords with their hands over their faces oh yeah you're right and one of them is supposed to be well that messes that whole thing up with my theory because it's never about yeah you're right because the you're right i remember that because when Rassilon is there and and the master does and the doctor and the master at the end and the master like goes mm. towards you know James Bond there. Mm-hmm. Oh, so this guy's going to be in two more episodes, Professor Jericho. Okay. Hmm. So I guess he's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, so the division, um, remember, remember that um, the policeman in that episode that we saw last season where he, he's there and um, remember that and, and that plot didn't seem to go anywhere where the policeman was being interviewed. Nope. Okay. It was this in the timeless child? Maybe it was the one where the, we thought the, the policeman was being interviewed by uh, someone and then he sees like a, a clock or something. And then we don't, we never got back to that plot line again. Does that have something to do with the division? Like he was going to be hired by the police, but then they did something else. It's been a while, but it, oh, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Was that something to do with the division? Maybe that's division. I mean, yeah, I don't know. That's, you know, is it like, is division like the alien version of Torchwood? I mean, what is division? That's what I wrote down. My final comment. What the fuck is division? Yeah. <laughs> and why are they using angels as their 
time assassins or whatever. It's like, yeah, I, it was it. It left a lot of questions, and it left me at the end going, "Oh my god, I have to wait another week." <laughs> now, did the vision take the doctor's memories away from her, or was it the Time Lords? I don't know. Well, every time we mention division, I, I half expect a guy walking out with a, a fishbowl as a head. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. That's the division right there. Yeah. That's true. But uh, secondary plot line to everything that's going on with the um, ever ever dwindling uh, village and people running around and tons of angels is we have the bell and. Binder trying to run into each other, and um, what's her name there shows up with a passenger. Oh um, yeah, Azure with her with the passenger. Azure, Azure. Azure, which which we know we we've already decided that passenger is the wrong name for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, they just miss each other. Now I can't get that that idea you have out of my head, Jeff. It's just you know I don't know what I what I think about that. I, I mean, it can't be just a couple that get back together at the end, and the child can the child be someone that's not important or or that we know already? No, of course not. It's got to be something connected to something. Well, yeah. Why else would they be back in this episode? And I saw that. I'm like, oh, you know what? My theory might actually be right. I mean, because they're still. You know, I thought, okay, you know, there's Vinder, he's, I'm going to go find her. And I didn't think they would, that would happen so soon. And then I'm like, yeah, you know, that, that's the doctor's parents, even though we kind of thought that Russell in the end of time, that that woman with the hands over eyes was supposed to be the doctor's mom, the way the doctor looked at her. And mm. now it's all changed. And, I'm glad you, know, you have such a great memory of end of time. I can barely remember that episode, but. Um, I guess it's important. The um, yeah, and I think we mentioned last week we were talking about hopefully the child, their child isn't someone that we already matter something because we already kind of done maybe, all that with. Uh, maybe they'll throw a twist in, and the child is the master. <laughs> yeah. Whatever it is, if the child's someone we know, it's going to probably be stupid. It's going to be the doctor. Could, okay. could Bell and Vinder be the parents if they're not from Gallifrey? Well, the well, the timeless child's not from Gallifrey. It was found by a Gallifrey who murdered it like a hundred million times to try to get the regeneration power out of it. <laughs> but, but how did how did it how did it regenerate? How did the child regenerate? I mean, didn't she go into an alternate dimension or something to find it? And I say it, a child. And um, how did do Bell's and Vinder's kid have that ability, unless it has something to do with the flux, as uh, uh, Jody <laughs> Wicker would say. Yeah. The flux. The flux. With her tongue sticking out of her mouth, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, okay, yeah, we have all these theories now coming up. It's The story's starting to take to the point where, well, I mean, it's starting to come together. So we're we're now we're, we're we can kind of start guessing at some stuff here, um, maybe a little bit. Hopefully, the next episode isn't like a <laughs> every other episode's like just confusing mess. 
Oh, you know it's going to be, especially now that we saw the, especially with the, oh my God, the cliffhanger. You, you, it's, you know it's going to be a screwed up one because we're going to be talking about, probably talking about why the the doctor was in the vision as angels and it's going to jump all over the place because you saw like Unit and all this other stuff and uh, yeah. in the trailer. Yeah. Well, the doctor gets recalled to to division and gets turned into an angel. Mm. Yeah, that was actually pretty cool. That's like probably one of the better cliffhangers from this era, this from Chibnall's yeah. time. I was like, "Whoa, that is pretty cool." Did we see her in the in the upcoming trailer? Yeah, as an angel, with her hands over her. Oh, okay. Over I don't know eyes. how. <laughs> Maybe her acting will be better as an angel. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know. Well. Stony. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what she's going to be able to do as an angel. <laughs> I mean, whatever. We'll have to. Obviously. I don't know. I think they'll the probably constitute her or something. What? I just thought the cliffhanger was pretty cool. I was like, holy crap! They turned her into an angel. Like the doctor got turned into an angel, and I was like, whoa! I wasn't expecting that. that no, was actually pretty, that was actually. I was like, wow! I was expecting a commercial for from BBC America, and then come back to it. But you know, they actually. Kept the commercial good at that point. I was like, one thing that I can give Chibnall credit for for the, this season is it's nothing's predictable. Did did you think this episode was better than the Santarans? Yeah, episode? I liked it better than the Santarans one to be honestly. Yep, me too. Yeah, I would have to watch I, it again. I more exciting. I thought it was scarier. Mm. I thought there was genuinely like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, kind of stuff going on. And with the sometimes, it, it was it was tense, and and I was concerned, but I wasn't like, oh my god, I need to hold my knitting up in front of my eyeball so I don't have to watch this, because <laughs> I do that. Um, and but I really I thought this was, I was much more like sitting here with my mouth hanging open, not doing anything, going <gasps> way more than I was doing the Centauran one. And that's a sign of a good episode to me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then and... when I'm pissed off that the episode ends and I have to wait a week, mm. I haven't felt that way in years about that. Yeah, I was just about to say the same thing. This is the first time probably since the Capaldi era where I, I, I wanted, was looking forward to next week's episode. Yeah. I I I agree. I, I want to see what happens, but I, for some reason, I, I I I'm not I, I'm not as enthusiastic about it. Mostly because we still have Chibnall in control. I, I I still feel, and maybe because I've been let down so many times that I still feel it's Chibnall. He'll he'll come through in the end and screw something up. But um, let's hope but, not. I mean, but I am. But I, but I. I it, you're right. It, it reminds me of a little bit like of Moffat where he would come up with something and you would go, there is no way that he can do something that, that would make any sense in the second part. Like in Empty Child, there, there's, you know, it was a really good episode, but there, there's no way that, that any of this makes any sense. And then he puts it together and he makes it near perfect. And you're going, okay. And this is the type of thing where it's like, can Chibnall put this together? 
that it's halfway decent and it all makes sense at the end and I just don't have the confidence in that. Mm. Um, but we got, at least we got a couple of good episodes out of this season. I think, I mean, do you think this is, so Julia, let me ask you, do you think this is his best episode so far, Chibnall's or Jody Whitaker's best episode? Um, yeah, probably. I have not rewatched any of these, though. Yeah. I couldn't bring myself to rewatch any of the Jodie Whittaker, Chris Chibnall episodes. So, yeah, I mean, I do plan on rewatching all six of these once they're all released. Yeah. Because then I feel like I'll have a better handle on what's going on. Kind of the way I had to do with Matt Smith's stuff and the astronaut thing and the you know, the baby and all that shit, that storyline that went on for like Ever. two seasons. <laughs> um, even though it was painful to watch a lot of it, A Good Man Goes to War. Um, you know, I, I did rewatch it at least twice because I had to watch it with my kid too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, this I these are probably the only episodes I'll rewatch. Yeah, I, I'm, I agree with you. I've never rewatched any of the Jodie Whittaker episodes, and I think this is the best one he's done so far, the best one that they have so far. I did like the one with, um, what's, what's the actor's name? Joe something, where she played the alternate doctor. Joe Martin. Joe Martin. I, I did like that one, but I, you know, I can't even remember the, the storyline of that episode that she was in, so... A fugitive of the Jejun of the Jejun. I think that, that one so. I did like the um the one where they were talking to uh, Mary Shelley and Yeah. That might oh, be my that... favorite so far of the whole Yeah, we're we're jumping the gun here. We're 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 kicking Chibnall out of out of the door right now. This is it, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, could it be possible that we'll go out of it? We, we've mentioned this already, that by the end of this season, we might sit here and say this is probably the best season, which may not be saying much, but, um, you know, so far, I think we, we're in agreement that we've had two very good or, or yeah, you know, very, excellent yeah. episodes. Yeah. Fortunately, it might have been too little too late. Well, I mean, look at the ratings. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't you matter. Know, You're right. It doesn't I mean, matter. It's it doesn't matter been... if if the next episode is Blink Two, where it's the best, you know, best written episode. Most people aren't going to. Even if you go up to the Doctor Who fans that have given up and say you got to watch this episode, it's fantastic. You might get some, but most of them are going to say no, no, I'm done. You know, I'm or I'm waiting for um, Russell T Davis to come back or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. And even if they do come back, they're going to still say, nope, I don't like Chris Timmel, I don't like Jodie Whittaker, I don't like Yaz, I don't like... So they're just going to not like it anyways. Is that, is that me? Is that a, a, am I like that? Do I do that? Uh, With, uh, Russell D. Davis? Kind of, sort of. Oh, <laughs> Russell D. Davis is writing this episode? It's garbage. <laughs> I mean, for what the ratings are worth, IMDb, these are the best rated episodes this last one on imdb has a rating of 8.3 with 894 that's That's a pretty decent rating because all of her other ones are like fives and sixes 
Orphan 55 is like a 3.8. <laughs> oh, that's kind of generous. Well, who 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 ranks those? Do you Fans. go on there and just you can yeah. go on there and yeah, create an account and review shows. Yeah. So, um I have to say, yeah, I'm very interested in this next episode because I don't know how they're going to get out of this. I, I don't mm. know what the next thing is going to be. I think she'll be brought to the division. Um, these things are going to have to start wrapping themselves up. We're going to start, things are going to start coming together. So that'll be good. Yep. And, um, and then we'll be able to maybe review the whole thing when it's complete. And um, we'll go from there. Anything else about this one? No. No. Okay, thanks for listening.